Hi, I'm Danny Murphy, and welcome back to Virtual Reality, where me and Evan Real spill all the reality TV news and gossip, and get ready to listen to our full, unedited interview with one of your favorite reality TV stars. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Danny and I are so excited because Heather DeBro's world just keeps expanding. Now we have the HD network, which you just launched. You have a new show called Nightcap. Tell us everything we need to know. Well, you know, okay. So I've been doing my podcast for, I mean, I think it's almost eight years. And so there's been an evolution to that. I just recently rebranded it as Let's Talk with Heather Dubrow, because I'm really interested in sort of different kinds of conversations. And when I was approached by Fallon Fatimi and Mark Cuban about their new platform, this really cool, cutting edge, interactive technology, of course, you know, I'm technologically backwards. So I was like, huh, what is that? (laughs) Say again, let me hold my ear thing to the phone. And so they explained it to me and I was so blown away by the connectivity of it. Because you guys know, when you do a podcast, I talk basically to you, at you, and by the time I get your feedback, you know, the content is last week, it's older, and it's really difficult to, you know, communicate with my audience. This way, we can have conversations in real time. I I love that. And what kind of conversations are, because there's so many, I feel, elements and things that I would love to talk to Heather Dubrow about from, like, fashion, your interior design, little champagne, to even like what you enjoy and even like how much of an amazing mom you are. Like what kind of conversations are you most excited to be having on this app? Uh, Thank you. That's so sweet of you. I like honestly, all of it, because I'm interested in so many different things and I'm really all about creating community. So they asked me to start the first lifestyle network. And so I started thinking about what does that mean? And, you know, first, when you think about lifestyle, you think about exactly what you're talking about, like champagne and design and all these different things. But I do, we are going to have all of those conversations, but also the deeper conversations about parenting, about the world we're living in, you know, about friendships and relationships and all of that. So I'm doing a bunch of shows. My husband is doing a show that's going to be super cool called Curbside Consults, where he's literally going to be giving consults to people live and being able to answer a question. I I mean, it's invaluable. And I've put together a host of incredibly special people in my life that are amazing. Some well-known, some not as well-known who are experts in their fields of fitness, of organizing, of design, of all these other things. So I get to have conversations and I get to have other people have these different shows to have 
all different kinds of communities and conversations. It's I, I just think it's so fun and it's something that's never been done before. I'm really excited about it. That's so cool, Heather. And I'm so curious to see how the scope of Heather Debro on the HD network will differ from what we see on Bravo and the Real Housewives of Orange County. What what do you think will be the biggest difference there? Well, I mean, obviously, when you see me on a scripted show, it's a character. And when you see me on Bravo, it's me. But, you know, for every 30 hours we film, 20 minutes makes it to the air. So you're seeing a piece of the story and not the whole story, which is why I started my podcast to give more of an unfiltered, raw experience of who I am and what my life is like. But this takes it to, I mean, like the fourth dimension. This is you know, I, when I walk through the airport or just around town or traveling, you know, we just came back from spring break with the kids and people come up and they want to talk exactly what you guys are. They want to hear, you know, where we're moving, what my tra- travels are, where we like to go, what we like to do, what I'm wearing, how I pack, what kind of champagne I'm drinking. What do we do for dinner every night? How do you handle friendships and relationships? So now I can have those conversations directly with you and you can answer and you can ask me questions literally as if we're sitting in the same room together and we're going to do virtual cocktail parties and meet and greets and all kinds of things. And that I hope will eventually turn into in-person events. Yes, absolutely. That sounds like so much fun. And by the way, what kind of champagne do you drink? So, you know, I think when people think of me, they mostly think of Bouclicot, which Mm -hmm. is a definite go-to, but I'm a big fan of Dom 2012. And, um, I Heather's a dom. <laughs> but it's got to be the 2012 right now. But then, so we were just in Europe, and right now they're drinking um, blood orange juice from Sicily. It is the most delicious thing I've ever had. So I'm not usually a mimosa drinker, but that blood orange juice in champagne, fire. Fire. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I love that you're not that much of a mimosa drinker, because it kind of is, like, in part of your character. You are straight up who you are. And that's why I feel you're going to thrive on a platform like what you're doing. And I have a feeling a few weeks in, because of course, OC is coming back soon. Uh, We don't know when. We're very excited for when. I feel like a few episodes in, people are going to be on the fireside chat like, Heather, we have to talk. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that could totally happen. And since we're going to be hanging out as friends, I'm sure we'll be having lots of interesting conversations on all subjects. But I'll tell you, for me, even about Housewives, What I find most interesting, there's the drama, there's all of this, but there really are, I mean, not to be so, you know, esoteric about the show, but there are underlying themes when you watch Housewives about relationships and friendships and how we show up in the world and how we show up to other people. And there are lessons to be learned. And I would love if we can take what happens on the show and be able to, including myself, become more self-actualized, become better humans, better friends, better parents, all of us. What do you think is the biggest lesson you've learned 
in these past few years, I'll call it the second coming of Heather DeBro because I truly feel like you were the savior that breathed new life into the Real Housewives of Orange County. But aside from that, you know, on a personal level, you were talking about how it, it kind of provides these moments for like self-actualization. Have, do you feel like you've evolved as a person since you've returned to reality TV? Well, a hundred percent. And it's more than just returning to reality TV. I mean, let's be honest. I, I was thinking about it today. I started the show. My kids were six, six, three, and nine months old. And they're now 19, 19, 16, and 12. And so not only has my life evolved, my children are, are older. I'm older and, you know, hopefully wiser. And it would be sad if I had just stood still because that's part of life is to grow and evolve and figure things out. And, you know, some of it's all great. Some of it's not. Sometimes you have to take a look at yourself and see what's going on. Um, But for the most part, I feel like I'm really happy. I'm not saying I'm a perfect person. I'm not. No one's perfect. But I'm really proud of the family that I've created. I'm proud of my relationship with my husband. I'm proud of my relationship with my close friends. And, you know, I have to say, you know, over the years, one of the things that has been, I think, a little hurtful that I've really had to look at is your tribe shrinks a bit. And that's sort of a normal, you know, thing that happens as you get older. Um, But I've really become more intentional about how I spend my time who I spend my time with and what's serving me and how I'm serving others. I love that practice. Cause I do feel like it's a, there's always that truth of you get as much as you give in both a positive and a negative way. Like you can get a lot of great things from investing in people who care, but if someone is kind of like maybe a toxin in your life, if you keep on talking to them, you're going to keep on getting some toxicity. And do you feel that kind of went into your practice this past filming cycle for you? Were there moments where you were kind of like, I got to remove myself from a situation to kind of like protect myself and my family. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, I mean, obviously right in the beginning of season 16, my first thought was, why did I come back? <laughs> what, was, what was I thinking? Oh, it was like, you know, we have jokes cause I used to do a lot of sitcoms and the joke about sitcoms used to be, what's the worst thing that could ever happen in the world? Knock, knock, knock. Hello. It's the worst thing that could ever happen in the world. So it was like, you know, what do you worry about when you go on a show like this? Like, what could be the worst thing? Oh, the worst thing happens like in the first two episodes of the show. So yeah, that was difficult. Um, I already forgot the question because I was so hung up on the fact that that was so difficult. Well, it is. Well, it is kind of interesting that about the knock, 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 because we were seeing, I was looking at reports this week that Tamara knock, knock, knock back in the OC home. And people are saying that you guys are not at the best of terms. Was that, was she one of the people that you kind of had to be like, how am I going to handle Tamara? I think you're going to have to watch and see the show. And I'm, I'm curious. I mean, obviously I haven't seen one episode. I have no idea. Nope. I haven't, we haven't seen anything. They haven't even given us an exact date for when it's coming. I know soon. but uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I think the thing this season for me is that I'm going into the viewing of it. I'm going to try. Let me let me qualify that. <laughs> I'm going to try to go into this season watching it 
a bit removed because it's hard to do that. I'm, I'm a sensitive person and I lived it. So I know my emotionality. I know my experience, but sometimes, you know, the way you remember things isn't always the way it was. You don't have the whole picture because you don't know what was going on with the other girls and whatnot. But I really hope that it's, it's the way that I remember it. And I hope by the end that there can be some resolve for everyone. After wrapping production on season 17, how are you feeling currently in this moment, Heather? After wrapping this season? Yeah. Um, it was a difficult season for me. Um, well, what I'm incredibly grateful about, and I said this anytime I was having a difficult moment, these shows are hard to do. They really are. Um, but anytime I was having a difficult moment, I was very cognizant of the fact that I get to go home, meaning not to my house, not to the big house. I don't, I mean, like I get to go home, I get to go home to my husband and my children and my world and my life, which is so good and so fulfilling and so solid that I, I do feel like even though when things are upsetting and challenging, I can handle it. And obviously there's so much anticipation to see how you and Tamara will interact on camera in 2022, 2023. You both are such forceful institutions within the Real Housewives franchise. Would you describe it as possibly a clash of the titans? I think you're going to have to wait and see. Mm -hmm. I can't, I, I truly can. I'm literally on the edge of my <laughs> Heather DeBro, what was well, I guess what was your initial reaction to Tamara returning to the franchise and did she defy or meet your expectations in any way? I was excited that Tamara was coming back. I mean, to me, I said it before she came back also. To me, Tamara is a she is Orange County. She really is. And um she's been on the show for so long and she's added so much to the show and and i think we'll continue to do so for as long as she's on now you and dr terry you recently moved to la into this gorgeous new penthouse which i'm also on the edge of my seat for like the home tour i hope that is coming on the hd network oh, i need a home tour it, I, it looks incredible just for i mean i i don't know if there's like heated towels or what's did going on did you see the promo for fireside did you, for the hd for nightcap Yes, that's I saw, I saw a little bit. That's the apartment. It's so, so beautiful. But I'm curious to know, was your move to LA, is that indicative of how this past season in Orange County went? Were you just like, I need to get out of here? <laughs> now, there, you know what? There's a lot of misconceptions about our move, quote, move to LA. So total, this is exactly what happened. We were at a party. We met Heather El Musa and Tarek El Musa. And we were hanging out with him. This is like exactly a year ago right now. We're hanging out at a party. And I was telling Heather that I wanted to look at apartments in LA. Like for someday, right? When all the kids leave. She's like, oh, I'll show you places. And I said, great. And it took us like six months to negotiate. Like it was a, you know, we didn't think we were going to get it. Anyway, we ended up getting it. And 10 days into escrow. And this is so weird. This whole reality television show like, like storm that happened <laughs> 10 days into escrow of buying that apartment, Josh Altman 
was like blowing up my social media, calling my podcast. I didn't know him and had someone that wanted to see our house. And then the rest is history. So, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm not sure I've told anyone this. Would we have bought the apartment if we knew we were selling our house? I mean, maybe not. I don't know. But it, that was intended to be a place for me and Terry for some day. So we have not moved to LA, although I am in the car right now headed to said apartment. <laughs> um, but we, Terry and I, you know, Terry films botched in LA. I do my podcast. I film um, Nightcap and my other fireside shows there. Another show I'm doing called MILF, Moms, I'd like what? to friend. Moms, I'd like to friend. Oh, I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if Heather DuBrow went on OnlyFans, yeah. I would I would lose a bet. I was like, Heather, what are we doing here? Oh my God, my children would die. No, and that's going to be a whole mothering community. I, so many things I do in LA. Um, so as it has been for the last couple of years, we spend a few nights in LA anyway. So we kind of go back and forth. There's definitely always a lot of buzz on social media about you potentially making a cross franchise move to Beverly Hills. And, you know, now that we've seen Taylor make the move to Orange County, it seems like this is now a true possibility in the Bravo world. What can you say about that speculation? Is is there ever a world where Heather DeBro would jump to Beverly Hills? I mean, never say never. Anything's possible. Um, I love the girls on that show. I love this whole franchise. I mean, I'm really grateful to be a part of this whole pop culture, you know, dynamic, amazing experience. And I feel like we're all sorority sisters. And <laughs> I mean, you, you never know. I also am wondering too, because you and Terry, I, I try to count, I think you guys have like 98 jobs total together. <laughs> you guys are always so busy. And I feel like, cause like I love, cause I'm New Yorkers. You have a New York mentality. Well, how do you guys like, un, like what's an unwind moment? Like, or when you're on the couch, are you guys like, let's chill. Do you do a date night? Or are you like, what's a new business we can go in on? What's like date talk for you guys? We never sit on the couch ever. Why? I don't know. We just don't. And I, and I, I don't know. We just, that's not our thing. We, um, we are very good at date night mm. and we spend a lot of time together. And, you know, we have dinner with our kids we try to have dinner with the kids, like sitting down at a table four nights a week. Oh. So the other three nights, he and I are out. We're out, we're alone, we're doing our things. We take little trips together, a couple nights here, a couple nights there. Um, we're really, really good at alone time. And uh, we stay very connected. And that, I, I mean, we've been together almost three decades. That's amazing. And I love too that you guys have so many uh, dinners and nights with your kids because I feel one of the things people love so much about the two of you is how supportive you are of your kids. And I feel you really are the embodiment of like a mama bear. You know what I mean? Because you're sweet and loving, but the claw there you are you are a protector. And I do feel like it is amazing and beautiful how much you like share their stories in thoughtful and like important ways to help people who might need like more education about things or just to kind of like let people know like this is what's happening in our life and it's a thing that happens in the world and it's a beautiful moment so it's really important and impactful what you do with your family as well we appreciate that one of the reasons you know when they asked me to come back last year one of the reasons i came back was because i thought it would be good for other families to see what our normal functioning family looks like and start conversations in other people's homes i know i said this recently but i 
I really feel like I was given these four kids for a reason. And it's my job to be the best parent I can to them so that they are successful in life. But I also feel like I was given this platform for a reason. So if I could start conversations and I can help anyone else, any other child, any other parent, any other family, that that is my passion. I mean, as a gay boy who has a mom who loves me so much and is so supportive, it's so incredible to see a mom like you and a dad like Terry just set this. Uh, it's such a prime example of love and acceptance that I feel is like kind of what Danny was saying is that, you know, moms and dads like living in the deep south who who don't who aren't capable of that love and acceptance. I I hope that maybe if they're tuning into the Real Housewives of Orange County that they see it and they're like, oh, wait, like maybe it's not so, it's not the end of the world if my child identifies as queer. Yeah, 100%. And especially with, you you guys know what's going on in this country and the laws and the things. It's very, very scary. And so the more voices we have out there, the better. Totally. I'm with queer and trans rights being threatened currently, what do you have to say to like the Kelly Dodds of the world who seem incapable of love and acceptance? Well, listen, there's, I think it's sad that there are people that need to try and remain relevant and monetize by engendering hate. So I won't give any of those people life and on a more beneficial flip side what do you have anything to parents in your position who are have kids that they love who they're kind of now like the country might not be on their side people are like freaking out over a Bud Light can like what do you kind of do or like say to yourself as a mom in this position that like if you have any insight for other parents that might be going through the same thing well, you know, the number one thing always is to protect your child. I remember, you know, my daughter, Max, um, she she had a podcast called I'll Give It To You Straight-ish. She's in college right now. She's taking a little break from it. But I remember her, someone asked her a question about coming out. And her answer was something I wouldn't have thought of. And so, and she was like 17 at the time. And they asked her a question and she said, listen, only come out if you can come out safely. And that was her take-home message, right? And I thought, wow, that is such an incredible, incredible thing to say. So I would say that the first thing always for yourself or for your child is safety. You've got to protect. We've got to keep our children and ourselves safe. And so that's your number one priority. Come out later if you need to. You've got to stay safe. Yeah. There was such an outpouring of love and support when you posted that touching tribute to your son, Ace, on Instagram. What has it been like seeing Ace step into his authentic self? As a parent, you must be so proud, so elated. We're so proud of all four of our kids. And like I said in my post, it will be his story to tell someday if he chooses to do so. So I'll have to wait and see. This has been really lovely. You two are so fabulous. And um, I hope when I come to New York, we can do part of it this in person. I We yes. would love that so much. And you really are such a light. And thank you for everything you do. Just for the, it really means a lot to viewers like us. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys for your support. It means a lot to me. 
If you loved gossiping with us, and I know you do, then don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Virtual Reality by Page Six. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week.